Hello, and thank you for tuning into Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, the Chair of the Division of Clinical Microbiology in the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. With me today is Dr. Bill Maurice, the Chair of the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology at Mayo Clinic and the President of Mayo Clinic Laboratories. This is our weekly discussion with Dr. Maurice in which we learn about updates in the field of laboratory medicine and pathology. Well, hi, Bill, welcome back. Hi, Bobby, it's, it's good to be back. As we mentioned before we started recording, being back from an international location is a little bit more of a challenge now than it was pre-COVID. So <laughs> yeah, you were in Belgium, right? I was in Belgium, actually. Yeah, I was invited to Belgium, to the city of Brussels, which is a, I had not been, it's a beautiful place. Uh, they're invited actually uh, by, uh, Olivier Vandenberg, who is at the University of Brussels Hospital System, head of their innovation office for that large hospital system in, in Brussels, but also was a, a number of other invitees from some major labs across Europe to talk about the topic of innovation in laboratory medicine and the importance of that going forward. Mm. Well, you know, innovation is a great topic because the laboratory is really front and center when it comes to innovation and testing with us able to deliver results for our patients. And this is also a great month to talk about the role of the laboratory in innovation because Medical Laboratory Professionals Week is coming up later this month. It's April 24th to 30th. So yeah, let's talk a little bit about innovation. Of course, it's a topic I've been passionate about for a long time. The laboratory really is a natural, um, a really a natural touch point for innovation or hotspot for innovation in the practice of medicine because there's a lot of new technologies that are being introduced. There's all sorts of different specimen sources that can be analyzed. And again, the need for innovation and this intersection of interaction with the patient and interaction with technology was really illustrated during the pandemic, right? Where we had a disease that was new to the world, so clearly needed new tests, different technologies and ways that specimens were collected, saliva, all those sorts of things, as well as all the different technologies, lamp, out-of-hospital analysis. And it is a real hotspot for innovation. And for me, when we talk about the art of medicine, a lot of the art of medicine and laboratory medicine and pathology is in the way that we innovate to provide new tests. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, and with COVID, that's a perfect example because we had laboratory-developed tests. We were also working with manufacturers, and they were working quickly to provide tests. And just think about how quickly we were able to innovate and provide these new tests. And here at Mayo Clinic, we actually produced a lab-developed test for SARS-CoV-2, a PCR test, before any commercially available tests were out there. So it's essential what laboratories do, both in partnering with Biopharma to help provide new and better tests, but also in creating these laboratory-developed tests. You're right. I couldn't agree more. It's always going to have to be about meeting unmet patient needs and more and more about meeting patients where they are. When you think about access to healthcare and ease of healthcare delivery and efficiency of healthcare delivery, it's, you got to take both of those things into account. One of the things that really we saw with the pandemic is the power of teamwork, right? And I think that was, just as you talk about innovating those new tests, we had a lot of people coming to us, both within our institution and from outside of our institution, both within laboratory medicine and from outside of laboratory medicine that said, hey, we need to collaborate. We need to work together to create the tests because it was such an overwhelming need that patients need. I think it's important because you mentioned biopharma, and of course, in the pharma industry, there's a really well-defined how innovation happens. There's a really pretty well-established process around that. 
on the laboratory diagnostic side, there really isn't. There's a lot of different stakeholders, diagnostic manufacturers, laboratories, but how all those work together and how you create a system that allows us to work together is, I think, going to be the new frontier for us in lab medicine. Well, you know, Dr. Algeceres here at Mayo Clinic, she just did an excellent Mayo Clinic podcast that I would refer everyone to that's listening if they're interested on how Mayo Clinic works with biopharma diagnostics, collaborating with biopharmaceutical, diagnostic, other biotech companies to enable innovations through things like precision medicine, where you're actually providing a specific test for that specific patient and tailoring the treatment then to match. And that's a really exciting area. Yeah, it is. I agree completely. It's a really exciting area and an important area for us. A couple of key points, I think, for those who are listening and to think about with innovation in the laboratory is just how ideally positioned we are in our profession to have a leadership role in innovation. Because we understand the technologies, we understand the patient needs, and we also understand that the really, honestly, the regulatory requirements around delivering mm-hmm. a test because it's not, it can't be done in a research setting if you're going to actually make it available to patients and to providers to make decisions. And so we're in the perfect spot for that because there's no way to bring things together. That means we need to be not shy about convening the right stakeholders. So getting the voice mm-hmm. of the patient, the voice of the provider, the voice of the physician kind of into that, understanding what their unmet needs are working with industry where they have technologies and helping them understand how the tests will be used in the laboratory, how we need to innovate and where we need flexibility. I mean, that allows us to really help the world and healthcare harness these technologies so that they can really impact patient care in a positive way. So it's both energizing, I enjoy innovation, I think many people do, but it is, I think, also a responsibility. And that's really what we talked about in Brussels, again, is this is not unique to Mayo, it's not unique to the United States, it really is, Uh, for our profession across the globe that we really need to kind of stand up, be a voice and think about these things. And both are big hospital systems, they're big labs. Again, Dr. Vandenberg is also very involved in global health. So thinking a lot right now about for infectious diseases, how do we make these tests more accessible through technology across the globe to all sorts of resource settings, high resource and low resource. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about there. You know that I'm interested in at-home collection and at-home testing. And that's just a perfect example of something that came out of the COVID pandemic, where people are now being able to order tests and perform them in the safety and comfort of their own home, or collect the specimen and send it to a laboratory. And I think we're going to be seeing more of that. So I think we in the laboratory, we're leaders, we need to be at the table with our colleagues, and we need to be talking to patients and listening to public health and and finding out what those needs are. Clearly, the need right now is people feel that they have to be able to have ready access to these tests, no matter where they are. It's an essential part of managing a pandemic, to be sure. Yeah, no doubt. And I think that's one of the key messages from my perspective for people who might be listening, really, is to not be constrained around what innovation is in our profession, right? In terms of, we're naturally gravitating to what people usually gravitate towards, which is new tests. But then in the home setting, how do you make those tests understandable? There's a lot of innovation needed around education and what other information goes along with that result. So a patient knows what to do. How do we deliver that? Which is really an interesting thing. There's a lot of innovation happening in how people access information outside the lab with phones and every other kind of device, right? So to think about that, there's opportunities there. And also to think just about around the whole, how the data is used. So again, it's great to be able to create tests at home But how do we need to innovate in terms of how that data comes back into a practice so we can use it for public health? 
How do we create tools through artificial intelligence and machine learning to process what will now be massive amounts of information, already are. So I think there's all sorts of opportunities to innovate outside of just developing new tests that, that really can be important for people, right? And, and energizing for those who want to create things that can be helpful. I agree. Well, maybe we're inspiring some people to go into laboratory medicine who aren't already. So uh, that's or great. Or if you are, to go out there and get a group of people together and say, hey, how do we need to work together? You know, we touch on what? How many patients do we touch in a year, Bobby? Oh, it's, it's amazing. 4.5 million patient lives touched each year at Mayo Clinic. And we serve laboratories in 60 countries worldwide, which is just amazing. Yeah. So that's us. Of course, some we like to think we're unique, but then again, I was just talking to these other hospitals and big lab systems that have similar reach, right? So these mm-hmm. are things that can be really impactful. Um, one of the things that we we're going to look to, we've been doing a lot within, as you know, we can talk about that, of what, what are best practices in innovation? How do you create connections to those outside, to other stakeholders? I think that's those are things that we're, we're going to be working on. We have worked on and we can continue to talk about the people that are really interested because the one thing that's interesting about innovation is there is a methodology and a science beyond the science right. itself, right? And so that's maybe something we can talk about down the road. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, of course, we still have to work in all the confines of quality and accreditation and regulation that we talked about week before with uh, regulation of lab developed tests. So we want to innovate, but we want to do it safely and with the highest quality standards possible. Exactly. Well, great talking to you, and thanks for the update from your recent trip, Bill. Yeah, I'm glad to be back, like I said, and I'm excited. I mean, it really is exciting to know that many people in our profession are seeing this as really the mantle that we need to pick up to really help improve healthcare. It was a lot of fun, and there'll be, I'm sure, as always, lots of other fun things to talk about down the road. Absolutely. Well, until then, I'll talk to you later then. Have a good week. You too. Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.